Blau und weiß ein Leben lang. Hallo meine Leute. Willkommen zum Das Einzige Schalke Podcast auf Englisch. That's right, folks. Officially the world's only English Schalke Podcast. This is episode 112 of Schalke America, and I'm your host, Richard Carmen. Joining me on the show for the first victory Monday, Jack Mangan. How are we doing, Jack? Look at me. I can't even keep the smile off my face. It is my so refreshing to be able to come on here and talk about a win and have some good vibes for once. Right? Nearly right. a full calendar year without a win. Luckily, we were able to avoid that dreaded mark and uh, good moment to take a deep breath and, and, and regroup and get some positive vibes going for the rest of the season, hopefully. Yeah, uh, Jake's in the house as well as Joseph saying, what's up, guys? Um, and for those of you who are joining us on Facebook and Twitter as well, welcome to the show. Uh, yeah, we actually got a fun episode to talk about because we actually won a game for once. And uh, what a way to do it, Jack. Uh, fantastic game. Uh, let's get into lineups and then we can just talk about the whole game. Uh, 4 nothing victory for the boys. Uh, obviously, three goals by Matthew Hoppy, the star of the show, or Izzy. Uh, and I mean, Harit, goal and three assists. But uh, getting into the lineups first for the home team, uh, our boys lined up in 4-4-2. Uh, Ralph Fairman in goal. We went to the back four of Timo Becker, Ozan Kabak, Matija Nastasic, and Sayed Kolazinak. Uh, we had a midfield four of Alessandro Schoff, Benjamin Stambouli, Suat Serdar, and Amin Harit, with a two up top of Matthew Hoppy and uh, Mark Ut. Uh, coming to the game, you know, we didn't know, obviously, we weren't expecting that this result was going to happen, obviously, right? Uh, but considering that, uh, what were your thoughts of the lineup heading into the game with Timo Becker right back and, and uh, Stambouli playing more of his traditional defensive midfielder role? Yeah, there were a couple surprises, I think, in this game and definitely some some changes in, in uh, when you would also include uh, Zayad Kolasinic in, in the lineup now as well. But yeah, Timo Becker did not expect that. Uh, not opposed to it, though. Uh, he's He's a guy for me that very rarely does anything when I'm watching the game that really catches my attention. Um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like he's not right. gonna he's not gonna win you the game, but I also don't feel like he's a player that ever really loses the game. I'm not watching the game and being like, oh man, what was he thinking there? What was he doing? Where was his head at? I mean he, he's just a solid player. Um so uh, yeah I'm totally fine with uh with, with that for the uh for the <laughs> for the time being and then uh Alessandro Schupf in it right mid. Um that was interesting too. I haven't yeah. been the biggest fan of him recently but I think if you're gonna play just kind of a straightforward 4-4-2, that right mid position is actually where he actually might be effective. He's not really a winger. He's not a right back, not really a central midfielder. He's kind of like an old school, straightforward box to box up and down the side. Um, and I thought he had a, a fairly good game as, uh, game as well. Benjamin Stambouli, um, early in the season, center back, not working out. Shifts over to right back. Decent mixed results at times. Now shifts back into central midfield role where he was at a little bit early in his career. Um, I thought he was okay there too. In this game overall, I mean, not 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 fantastic, but I thought he was fine for the most part. Do you disagree? No, I don't. I don't disagree. I thought uh, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, you know, I rewatched the game today again, uh, as you would when a game when you win, you want to watch it again, especially in the fashion yeah. we did it. Uh, I thought Alessandro Schoff did pretty decently, like you said. Uh, and I mean, all the guys that you mentioned, St- Becker was pretty decent. He was uh, he was big on uh, on the last goal, as was Stambouli was big as well in this game. 
made some key plays that led to the second goal. Um, so yeah, it was uh, overall a uh, a nice performance from front to back. Um, there were some standouts for sure, and some guys maybe underperformed, but. The two other things for the lineup real quick, though. So, obviously, Matthew Hoppy being in there, again, over somebody like a Katushu or somebody else, noteworthy. Um, we had comments from Christian Gross, I think, over the course of the week, or maybe it was even after the performance, where he basically just called Matthew Hoppy like the consummate professional, works his ass off, um, super committed, yeah. super focused. Yeah. Um, and, you know, maybe that's the explanation for why we're not seeing, like, you know, a, a Bosduan more often or a Katushu more often. Maybe it's literally just a training thing and Matthew Hoppy's looking really good in practice. Who knows? But, um, and then, uh, I mean, I mean, Harit over on the left-hand side playing like left to mid. And so often we've felt as though he needs to be kind of starting in a central role to really be effective. We've at times we've, we've kind of pushed him out wide left as a winger or something like that. And it doesn't always seem to work out that well. So I thought it was interesting that he was in that position and yet was as effective as he was in this game and was still pulling the strings and often found himself drifting centrally anyway. Yeah, the, I think that was an interesting piece. Like uh, the first goal, which we'll get to, he starts on the left. But yeah, for for the remainder of the game, he seems like he pushed in centrally, which is fine. You kind of want him in that roving role, but able to go back to the left for positional wise. Um, and you know, before we get to the goals, let's look at the lineup for for Hoffenheim. Uh, they came out with a three-four-two-one uh, uh, goalie is Bauman, back three of Bogard, Vogt, and Posh, and midfield four of Kasinovic, Baumgartner, Samaseko, and Jan. And then uh, attacking midfielders of Kramerich, Bebu, two guys we know very well. And then Belfodil, who always has scored a, scored on us in the past, whether it be for uh, Werder Bremen or whoever. Uh, so it was a formidable lineup, uh, a lineup that, you know, who had some injury problems, but um, yeah, a team that still had plenty of players, plenty of playmakers out there, especially Kramerich, a guy who uh, scares many people in the league. Yeah, I mean, I think that is something to keep in mind, the number of injuries that Hoffenheim are contending with at the moment. Um I mean, you could you could try to make an argument that it's like a Hoffenheim B team. I still think there's a decent number of names on that pitch that are, that are still like solid, absolutely starting caliber players. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I think that was perhaps a little bit overstated in this game. Or maybe I would just like to think that because I'm biased towards Schalke. But um, yeah, I mean, some some familiar faces in there as well. Like you said, Krom, uh, Kromerich, Bauman, you know, part-time goalkeeper, part-time Black Keys band member. Um, you know, it's a lot of names. Nice. <laughs> you like that one? Nice. Yeah. No, I mean, na- names that we know and we're familiar with. And uh, yeah. That's funny. That's funny. Um, yeah, it was an interesting game. And, uh, you know, I agree with Jake. You know, uh, I, I want to apologize to Sale because he, he was a captain of the match of the game. Um, and we we talked about how in previous podcasts how, or the last podcast, how I was like, yeah, we want, we'd like to see him eventually be captain. But to take it from Muscarell from the beginning, it would be a little awkward. I don't know what the reason for Muscarell not playing in this game, if it was injury or what. But we saw Kalasnik. Uh, as a captain and uh, Jake was angry. I was like, I was confused about that call, but uh, it's not so much that you and I think are upset that he was the captain. We were concerned about some of the rumors about how it was coming about the sense that it may have been somehow part of um, the loan negotiation was that like, all right, I'm going to come here, but I also get the captaincy. That to me is sort of a weird move. Who knows if that's actually the case, but I, I don't think anyone would be upset about him getting the captaincy in general. I mean, he's, he's absolutely the kind of guy that you want to do that. I mean, the fact that he's coming here on loan to try to help us out of relegation, I mean, get some playing time for him too. It's a good move for him as well for his career, but uh, at the moment, but the fact that he would do that, I think speaks volumes to how much he cares about the club and uh, you know, vocal leader, but also through his, through his play on the pitch um, like less than two minutes into the match, he picks up the ball on the left-hand side in transition yeah. Charges like at least 30 yards into the box, fires off a shot. And I'm like, when's the last time you've seen Bastion O'Chip could do that? 
Um, and then to be fair, Ochipka actually kind of got forward and had a nice assist at the end of the game. But in general, it's it's that kind of I mean, like we don't have any wingers really in the squad, as we've talked about, um, in terms of like the, the natural like positions of some of these players. And so we, we struggle sometimes to get width a lot. And all, we, we haven't had that been made up for at all by the left backs or the right backs. Like they're, they're not pushing up and helping us get that width and making up for the lack of some of the wider attacking players that you might otherwise normally have. And uh, Kalasin, I think, immediately kind of filled that role a little bit and and got forward quite a bit and was effective yeah. in, in transition. Yeah, and uh, Jacob says uh, not having Harit play so defensive was the best part of having Seo out there. And yeah, yeah, to an extent, I agree with that. Um, it's uh, an interesting game that it was. I mean, let's give it to the goals. Uh, the first goal that happened in the 42nd minute. So leading up to this goal, uh, Schalke came out very good. Uh, first 15, 20 minutes, they looked you know, very aggressive. Um, Harit was active immediately. That's what the big thing I noticed in this game was Harit was active from the beginning and he stayed active throughout the game. Uh, but the first goal actually led uh, where Kolasinic, we just talked about him, a beautiful header, a powerful header leads Harit on a breakaway or on a long pass on a counterattack. Uh, him, and he's, he's running up the left-hand side. Hope he's looking for his run. He's signaling for the ball. Harit spots it. We, he has the the uh, the trust in him that we talked about a couple episodes ago. Not having it, he gave it to him. Hoppy with a wonderful chip with his uh, left foot past Bauman, uh, get the first goal of the game. It was just a beautiful goal over all the way around. But uh, that, that that chip shot was magnificent from Hoppy. But from from beginning to end of that play, beautiful, fantastic. I mean, and then I don't think I appreciated live in the moment how good that header from. Zad was it was powerful, unbelievable, like laser, like header, like lead pass. I mean, unbelievable header from from him. And that that whole play was so beautiful because it, it's it's Harit who picks it up. He plays the ball that ultimately gets to Hoppy. Hoppy plays it back to Klasnik. Plays it back to Harit, who plays it back to. It's like the three of them just combining multiple times yeah. on this on this transition. Beautiful, and yeah, as you said, it's the trust to actually play those three balls to Matthew Hoppy. The one thing we've been saying about him so far in the limited sample size that we've had, even though we've been critical about some things is the, the one thing that really kind of pops off the screen about him that you're noticing consistently is his off the ball movement and how, how good he is at finding space and the intelligence of some of the runs that he makes. And um, yeah, we just don't think that his, his teammates have, have had the trust in him to, to really give him those opportunities and have him be the, on the end of some of these chances in the final third. And uh, yeah, the, the, the first one that we see, I mean, I think there may have been one before this that he, there was a through ball that like, I think yeah, he didn't do too well with. And I was concerned because I was like, that was a great run. And he actually got the pass. Well, that yeah, time. the play where Harit, just before though, Harit came down the left-hand side, got into the box and then and passed it in front to the six-yard box of Hopi and Hopi just shipped it over the goalkeeper over the bar. And you're like, okay, well the, connection was there we're seeing like you know to jake's point the relationship between seo and harit and also harit and hopi was lively and this is a good thing because we need that we haven't yeah, had it, that chemistry it was you know, but i mean he was making good runs from from the beginning of the match and then yeah, yeah. this one finally it's a nice it's a nice through ball from harit and then just it's it's for, for a 19 year old who, who has barely played any any time in the league um I mean, he's very much in the midst of his introduction to, to first team football and like top top flight football um such a deft finish and we saw that consistently. It was composed. Yeah. It was under control. It was just really yeah. smart. Um, so, yeah, I was so stoked at that. Obviously, really happy for him. And given that it's Shock America, we're excited about that as well. But to take the lead and through some, like, slick offensive play, really nice. Yeah, and it wasn't like a flash in the pan of, of, that came out of nowhere. We saw, you know, you were talking about glimpses where he was making runs. Just before that goal, actually, uh, he got the ball and a through pass to the right-hand side. Um, and he took a shot and it was blocked or whatever. Uh, but the, the announcer had just said, oh, it looks like he's lacking confidence. Or that's a play he actually, no, no, 
the, that, the, that's the play I was talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, and then a couple minutes later, he comes down, and does a deft shot. Uh, well done. Going to halftime, one nothing. Uh, you know that middle middle part of that first half was difficult. So we started yeah, like, well, like right after the twentieth minute to like through the yeah, 35, 35th 40. minute. Yeah, I mean that the the defense looked really leaky there. Yes, um, that seemed to be the first time that they really tried to emphasize the width. I mean, you saw because they were playing like a three one yes. four two in possession, and the wide of that four were like op like on the touch like sideline yeah. at, at that point, and they really started, and that was softening up the middle, and that that allowed them to kind of get in behind. We seemed to kind of like correct that a little bit in the second half but that was a worrying period and and for a bit there you you were like oh man is this going to be the same thing where it's like a, a strong 20 minutes and then just absolute defensive collapse luckily ralph fairman who i don't think is getting enough i mean getting credit but you know obviously the headlines are going to be harit and matthew hoppy in this game yeah. ralph fairman with a fantastic performance and goal some people um, said he's man of the match you know big save timely saves i mean yeah i mean you can't really argue against that i mean you could i mean you could argue it for any number of players i was somewhat surprised to not see frederick runov and, and like i think he had been the better keeper in the first half yeah. of the season but um yeah i mean credit to fairman Lo i mean love seeing him put in like a confident performance like that where he's doing what he does best which is just shot stopping and he came out was big a couple times huge performance from him I think it says something like his first shutout since like last November 2018, I guess it was maybe 2019. I don't know, whatever. So it's a long time uh, yeah. for him. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it, was a, it was a great play overall. And then, you know, coming on the first half, you know, well, before we get to that, uh, you're talking about how they, they really got us wide in that, you know, that middle part towards the middle part of the, of the first half. We had started off so well playing compact. That's what's making it difficult for Hoffenheim. And like you said, to their, to their credit, they forced us wide. We started following them and then the, the gaps started opening up and shot after shot. But Fairman kept us in it. And then Hoppy, obviously, with that great save, go one nothing into halftime. Uh, coming out of the break, we, st we started out very well. Um, but, it, you know, we talked about Stambouli. Uh, he made a great play on Kramerich, I believe, wins the tackle. Uh, the ball ends up going to Becker. Becker finds Harit. Harit just starts charging up the middle. Again, Hopi with making the run. Uh, Harit found him perfectly. He kind of drew the team to, to the right. Hopi goes to the left, feeds the ball to the left. Hopi with a nice move around the keeper. Bang it in, 2-0. Uh, at that point, I bet you other players are like, this kid's on fire. Look at this kid. That, that goal was so funny to me because Harit picks up this ball, like basically at the exact middle point of the pitch, like the center of the center circle almost, basically. Yeah. And there is not a Hoffenheim player within like 15 yards of him yeah. in any direction. It's like, maybe don't let Harit just pick up the ball in the middle of the field. And that Did kind you not of see the first goal? No. But yeah, probably not the best idea. Um, and that's where you're kind of like, maybe there's just too many injuries for this team to be that cohesive right now. But yeah. once again, really smart run from Matthew Hoppe. He stays on side. He flattens out his run in the period of time to kind of like run, you know, towards one of the sidelines to stay on side. And then, you know, once one of the defenders commits to, to pop out and, and try to challenge and put pressure on Harit making the run, he, he runs in behind off the back shoulder. And um, yeah, it's, it's, he dribbles it around the keeper and, and puts it away again. And it's just like, once again, super calm, composed, confident finish. Looks like he's been banging in that kind of goal at this level for, for years at this point. I mean, it's so impressive. And this was the one I think you saw him run over and give Naldo a hug. And there's yeah. a moment where he kind of like looks up and he almost like, like, ha like smile, like laugh, kind of like, like, I can't, like, can't believe like what's happening right now. And I couldn't either, but it was, I mean, so happy for this kid. I mean, seriously, it, it, what, what a, what a way to like really announce your arrival potentially. Hopefully you can keep, you know, <laughs> so I mean, First goal, chip shot with his left foot. Second goal, dances around the keeper, gets a goal, right? And if you weren't impressed by then, the third goal, uh, it was uh, Volk making an unnecessary uh, turnover right to Harit, the, the hottest guy in the game. Uh, Harit 
charges up the middle again and finds uh, Hoppy with a nice run again. And again, this time with a chip shot with his right foot over the keeper. Bauman is like, and at this point, he's celebrating like he's Lewandowski, you know, like going, you know, so, you know, sliding on his knees. And everyone else is like, are you kidding me? Which is funny, though. I thought about the goal was it seemed like all the players, the rest of the players got together before they ran over to him. Like they all got, if you if you watch it, it's a delay before they all go celebrate with him. And all of a sudden, they all pile on top of him, which is kind of funny. Uh, but the kid, I mean, my goodness, three goals, three beautifully taken goals. Uh, like to Matt, Matt the fishes uh, to his credit says composed on all three goals. It was uh, fantastic goals by Hoppy. Uh, at that point, I'm thinking, okay, maybe we got this win. Maybe we got this win. It's still a little early. Uh, with the nail in the coffin in the 79th minute, uh, the man you were just talking about, Ochipka, uh, it, it was from Sardar to Harit to Ochipka. Ochipka goes on the left-hand side. Uh, as he's coming in, he finds a Harit cu- cut into the box, and he just bangs it home in the middle or in the, on the left-hand side. 4 nothing. Um Amazing. I think you're on mute, bud. That's all, but that's happened at least once every podcast, I feel like. Last, Just like, like Ozan Kabak in the yellow every game. Wasn't a problem before. I don't know why I've started doing that recently. <laughs> um, Harit on that Matthew Hoppy third goal. Harit intercepts the pass, cuts inside, drives up the middle, and then really nice angle on the ball he plays through to kind of like lead Hoppy into space more. And that, that finish from Hoppy the, for the third one may be my favorite of the day for him just yeah. because he doesn't even look like he looks up. Like he knows where the goal is. He has his head down and then just that, you know, outside of the right foot, clever finish, you know, and, and Bauman just stands there and looks at his defenders like, what is going on? How much fun is Harit to watch when he plays like this? This, this is, is why it is so about. frustrating. Yes. He's inconsistent. And it's because, like, he is electric. He's like, there's times he, like, defies the laws of physics out there with some of these dribbles. And he was irresistible in this game. And you just wish he could tap into that and bring it more consistently. I mean, you saw him when he scored his goal. His celebration was covering the ears, like, I mean, maybe like silencing the critics, which, you know, fair enough. He had a unbelievable game. Maybe it's a demon's in his head. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, you better, you better come out next week then and put in a good performance. It can't just be like a one off thing. So, but yeah, I mean, his goal, um, good job by Ochipka getting forward, like you said. And then Haritska was hit with pace, yeah, confidently, yeah. just like, you know, not even unconscious, like, yeah, just ruthless, ruthless finishing. Yeah. So refreshing. I, I I'm struggling for words. I'm just, I'm just I'm. It was such a great change of pace to witness some of this intelligent play. And um, yeah. I mean, what, hopefully they can keep that hurry hoppy combo going a combo going because it's it's fun to watch. Fun to watch for sure. So my comment to the chat and to anyone listening, uh, who was your man of the match? Was it Hoppy with his three goals? Was that mean Harit with a goal and three assists, or was it someone else? Maybe Ralph Fairman. Uh, you know, let us know either in the chat or you know or, or on Twitter. Uh, Facebook or uh, Instagram. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a it's a good result all day around. Uh, you know, some of the players, a lot of players played well. I thought uh, the standout performers for me in the match overall, I would have to say, is certainly Fairman with his some big saves in the game. Get the shutout. Uh, I mean, her goal and three assists. I mean, that's amazing. I, I think we couldn't have done anything without without him. And then Hoppy with the the, the class finishes. Um, those were the three standouts by far. I think um, if if I'm picking man of the match, I'm picking Amin Harit. Uh, just the the three assists. I mean, like you said, Mark Uth is a really good player, but when he's at his best and Harit's at his best, Harit, it's not even close. Yeah, Harit absolutely. Is yeah. yeah, I mean, when Harit plays like that, he is one of the best players in yes. the Bundesliga. Yes, absolutely. And that's not controversial. The problem is we just don't see it that often or consistently yes. enough. But like he he was playing like in similar form for a period of time early in this in the in the season last year, 
Um, and then, you know, once once Schalke collapsed at the winter break, he kind of collapsed too. But like we see him tap into this every once in a while, and you're like, like, what could we accomplish if we had this kind of play consistently? Um, yeah. Something else I wanted to mention, Suat Serdar. I thought a really, really poor first half. Yeah. Somebody that we had been kind of talking about the last couple weeks is like maybe that that deeper or like more central midfield role for him isn't the best. I don't know, but did turn it around, I thought, in the second half and was much better. Yeah. Um, and more involved in things and was connecting better. And then he, of course, had that one really nice defensive play in the box and like got up and like celebrated yes. as if he had just scored a goal. Yeah. Which, where, like, where's that kind of spirit been in the squad? I don't know if that's, I mean, and the sausage big, big, big blocks as well. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he got caught out a couple of times, but yeah, he also yeah. made a couple of <laughs> I mean, there's, there's people you can point to all over the pitch that, that had good moments. I mean, like, Shep yeah. had good moments, like I yeah. said. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, that's kind of what we've been missing is, is a borderline like complete team performance for 90 minutes. Um, you know, some more creativity, some 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 better finishing, and you know the the individual mistakes have been cut down upon in this match. This is what can happen. So, uh, hopefully, it's not a flash in the pan, and hopefully, we can keep this rolling. I mean, Christian Gross not reinventing the wheel. It's a four four two. Yeah, and we 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 knew this is how he's going to come out with because that's what he's done historically on teams like this who are struggling uh, in the bottom of the table. And yeah, it's it's not not anything new, but. Um, whatever he's saying to them, it's working. Uh, apparently, he's been, you know, at Harit's hip for like the whole week and saying like, just keep talking him up and saying, you know, you got this. This is we're we're, we're with you, and um, it's obviously working. Uh, whatever he said, Harit, yeah. man, and Kalasnik, uh, like I said, apologize to him because I mean, you know, giving him the captain's captain's ban, well, you know, you could talk about what you want. He brought it in the game. Right? He brought the energy from the onset. Uh, the goal, the first goal was, you know, a big second hockey assist by him. And he was the first one celebrating on every single goal. For sure. It, it's, it's, it's also the, uh, the commitment that he shows in 50, 50 balls. Yes. And the physicality they showed. There was another play that was early in the match. I want to say it was like 13th minute, somewhere around there. Uh, Schalke lose the ball and there's uh, kind of a tra- an early transition pass played out to the right-hand side. And I think it's, I forget if it's like a heavy touch or a loose pass or something, but it's a 50, 50 ball. And Klasnick, you know, sprints this thing down like full slide tackle, you know, full stretch slide tackle to, to, to keep the play alive. And ultimately it ends in, and then committing a foul. I think it was on center or something. And we maintained possession, yeah, yeah, but it's like, yeah. it's somebody that's just like putting his body on the line, diving into those challenges. Like, yeah, sometimes he's a little hot under the collar. Sometimes he's a little, you know, a little clumsy because of how physical and aggressive he is. But like, man, we really miss that energy. And that's exactly what I remember of, of, of him back when he was on our squad yeah. initially is just like the physicality, the emotion, the heart, the drive, you know, getting forward, putting a shot at every once in a while. Um, and this was like vintage Zayo for me. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny because we almost had a, uh, a unanimous uh, Harit vote for man of the match. William Kremp, though, brings a good point. You know, he said for him, it's Fairman. Uh, and, and I'll put up here on the screen says, uh, if he doesn't make those big saves, you know, I don't see the team coming back, turning around from three goals. Uh, it's, po- it's, it's very possible. You know, there's huge saves by him, no doubt about it, from, you know, all portions of the game, first half, second half, uh, he came up big. So uh, very, very excellent. Dave Lee's in the house. The American Outlaw uh, says the tempo of his play was excellent, and I agree about that. Yeah, it was just, uh, it was a good game overall by everybody, like you said. And um, Matt is asking, what is our thoughts on Ochipka playing left midfielder? Because when he came in, uh, Kalasnik was still in his left back position. So, you know, what do I think of it? I think uh, it was good for him because he didn't have to – he didn't have that much responsibility defensively where he's been a little shaky lately. The pace is not a big deal because you had Kalasnik back there. So he could just focus on, you know, his game. Uh, so I liked it. It was overall. And obviously he got an assist. What do you think about his performance? Yeah, I don't know if that's something I'm like super high on seeing all the no, time. No, not all but, the time. For but sure. I certainly don't mind 
Ochipka as like a, as like a, a fresh legs guy later in matches. I think I think we've just ground him down so much over the past couple seasons. You know, he's just he's playing like a full ninety minutes so often, and I think it's nice to get Klasic in there because for, for one reason, I mean, he's I think he's better at this point clearly. Yeah. But um, but yeah, to get to get Ochipka some rest, keep him fresh, and and yeah, maybe if they if they do that stack every once in a while, and he doesn't have to worry about the defensive responsibilities, he can he can flex. Um, you know, maybe an eye for some offensive creativity that we haven't seen enough of him. Maybe, maybe it's actually in there and we just haven't had the opportunity to, to really unlock it. Maybe that can help. Yeah, that, that could very well be it. Um, but uh, I, it's it's hard not to watch this game over and over again just because we haven't seen this in the longest time. It's been, you know, almost a, ca- a full calendar year since we last seen this. Um, so we got that Tasmania Berlin thing out of the way. You don't have to freaking worry about it now. But what we've been talking about the last few weeks, you know, we, we're trying to keep this upbeat um, positivity going is that if we get a win – let the guys see what it's like. Hopefully, they can start building off of this and start going. I mean, they're 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 now not in the bottom of the table anymore. They're only four points out of the relegation spot. It's still early in the season. Was we've been trying to tell everybody it's what 14, 15 games in or whatever it is. It's still a long way to go. Yeah, I mean, the problem the problem's not solved yet. We're still multiple no. results no. away from from getting out of a yeah. uh, of a relegation possible position, and that's assuming a couple of the teams that have us don't gain points during that period of time. So, I mean, we're we're gonna have to string some results together. But um, yeah, but like you know, just like that one result, we're already off the bottom of the table, like you said, and, and it's 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 a gap that is absolutely achievable. And once again, you look at the quality in the squad. Yeah, perhaps relatively lesser compared to previous campaigns yeah. recently, but there's too there's too much talent in the squad to go down. Like, it, 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 I'm not saying it can't happen; it absolutely can happen. And we've seen, you know, how, how long this has been going on. But it just it just doesn't make sense that they wouldn't be able to like turn this around at some point. There's too many good individual players. Like, you look at Harit in this game, and you're like, how can a team that has a guy that can do that kind of thing and put in that kind of game actually get relegated? So, yeah, hopefully that gives them some confidence. You know, it's it's it happens right at the start of a new year too. Maybe that has some psych, psychological benefit. Twenty twenty one. Yeah, exactly. Right, and they can they can build on it, and they can go and and, and um, you know, hopefully we're not keep we're not dragging this out towards the end of the season. Hopefully, maybe by March, early March, we're we're talking about a different situation or something like that. Yeah, hopefully, uh, next two games are certainly winnable. Eintracht Frankfurt and uh, Cologne as well. So uh, that's before the big game, uh, the rematch against Bayern. So um, and at this point, I mean, who, who knows what's going to happen? But you take it a game at a time. Uh, you saw even Ozan Kabak and after the game was saying, "I forgot how this feels like, you know, to win a game." He was, you know, every everybody was ecstatic. Um, so. Yeah, yeah, good stuff all around. You hear a lot of rumors now. A lot, all of a sudden, you hear rumors about Draxler maybe getting loaned out from from PSG. Yeah, we'll see if that can happen. Um, another shout out to uh, from Leafson about Fairman being the man of the match. Uh, El Waflo is here. Says Glukov, greetings from Germany. Hey, what's up, man? Uh, who's that? Um, William says uh, looked great. Sayolo, greatest captain. Lots of on field chatter. That is something I did notice. He was talking to everybody. Uh, even after a goal, he was talking talking to people to try to give them get their heads in the game. Um, Stambouli was doing that as well. Uh, so that that was important. I think the guys who had to be leaders were leaders, no matter what the situation was, good uh, good or bad. Uh, those two are certainly come to the forefront. Um, Jake has a question for us. He says. Let's say we stay up in the Bundesliga and avoid relegation. Who do you see departing? Um, Bentleb? <laughs> That's easy card. Easy card. He, he's, supposed to, he's supposedly supposed to be departing right now in, yeah. in the January window. Yeah. Uh, Kabak probably. Yeah. 
he's the guy that's been consistently the, he's like the mechanic kind of you know the guy that has the 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 the, the big european appeal yeah um there's constantly like liverpool rumors with him that's the, the one team i keep seeing i mean who knows but yeah uh, i would imagine we probably lose him maybe harit um especially if he keeps up you know good form not like this form this is in the yeah. same form but you know good form the rest of the season um yeah if he can show some consistency somebody's gonna snatch him up they're gonna have to i feel like i mean i mean i don't know it's funny to see on twitter like there's one good performance from him and suddenly everyone on twitter is like yeah this guy's amazing like like just it's like you clearly are not watching like what's what's taking place this guy is like you know half the season suspended and not even with the first team so uh yeah what do you think i mean any any other guys that really stand out for you those are the main ones um i see utsain sardar i see sardar staying honestly um probably I mean, one of the maybe one of the defenders. Um, if, well, if a chipko leaves, and you gotta, you have to keep Nasa, Nasasic and uh, I and think Sarah could go. He now could. That now that you mentioned that, I feel like he. he I could. get the sense that maybe he's not happy. Shof, maybe he's he's always underperformed. He's he could. So I'm, I'm laughing at myself. Being like, maybe he's not happy. And I'm like, you think? Like, I don't think there's a lot of people at the team that are happy. Yeah, with yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, Eric Eric's on here says uh, Cologne is a must win. It, it certainly is. I think the next two are must wins. They have to gain some momentum, especially before we go to Byron. Um, if they get two more wins, who knows what could happen? Byron, more than likely, like you've mentioned like last week, you know, even when we're good, we lose to Byron. So I mean, anything can happen, obviously, because they lost to Gladbach this past week yeah. or whatever. So uh, yeah, Robbie Matondo as well. I forgot because yeah. he got loaned out to Stoke. Um, yeah. I believe I believe there's an option to buy in that loan move. I forget. Yeah, but, I um. So. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised to see him move on. And honestly, that might be best for his career because I just don't think we've been able to use him and play to his strengths no. consistently enough. No, not at all. Uh, it's funny enough. Uh, it's funny. Uh, who scored.com? Uh, they had a tweet out that said, uh, from a 30 game winless run to top rated team in Europe this weekend, Schalke, uh, top ranked team in Europe. Who knew? They had a picture of uh, of our boy Gross is like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, Abel Mezzaro, was that? Listen, who squared needs to calm down a little bit with yeah, that? They do, they yeah, they do. They do. Uh, Abel Mezeros had some good analysis on the game um, after the game, talking about how Shaka came out there with the operator with a ball oriented 4 4 2. So, what Shaka did was that whatever side the ball was on, they would press on that side. Uh, it was very effective that they did against Hoffenheim. Um, and they and if you read his thread, we'll, we'll, we'll retweet it. Um, has some good insight on the way Shaka was approaching the game and, and how they how they forced many turnovers against Hoffenheim. Um, obviously, Abel is way up here in terms of analysis compared to us. Uh, he knows what he's talking about. So, you know, give that thing a look because uh, it's very, uh, very – once I saw that and I watched the game again, I'm like, wow, that's right. I mean, I didn't I didn't notice that during the game. But, yeah, you could see where they're, they're uh, going to the each side, pressing, and really, really shifting to one side of the pitch. You know, a team like Bayern could probably exploit that easily. But, you know, a team like Hoffenheim who doesn't have that kind of – those players – um, it certainly worked, and it caused turnovers. I mean, that one goal, Volk to give it right to Harit, who ended up giving to Hoppy for the hat trick. So um, it worked effectively, and uh, hopefully they keep this up. But this is the way they're going to have to play, I think, against the rest of the teams, and and to try to you know salvage uh, any kind of relegation talk. Yeah, and, and with a with a system that's like that simple, I mean, it, in the squad that we have, it's it's not as if we're suddenly going to turn this around and start beating and being competitive against really good teams. But you would think that the formula we saw in this match has to be repeatable um, against teams closer to the bottom of the table. Yeah, and, and enough to that we could we could get safety. Yeah, you would hope. Um, yeah, it's it's one it's one result in in a, in a sea of, of awful results. So who knows? But it just 
yeah, in terms of what the approach was, it wasn't like so far beyond what I think the club is capable of doing regularly that it does give me some optimism. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> Jake says, oh, boys, let's raise a Jaeger and drink to victory and many more to come. Uh, if I had a Jaeger with me, I would, but Jaeger. We're more, more bourbon whiskey guys, but, you know. I'm upset uh, I didn't have any Velton's Pilsner in the house. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Troy says, our thoughts on Becker right back. You know, we, we thought he did fairly well in the game. Um, he didn't look out of place, which is an important thing. To your, to your credit, you said, you know, we didn't really notice him, and that's not a bad thing. A couple of times, that he, you know, he did get the nice secondary assist to, on the second goal, uh, the one Stambouli broke up. Um, I didn't see him really get beat many times. I mean, there was a play where uh, Semaseko had a good play, or maybe it was Bebu. Um, but uh, other than that, he was solid back there, I thought. Good passing, good decisions. Yeah, I mean, like, so, like, Mao Chow, for instance, gives you a little bit more in possession. Yeah. Um, and yeah. is able to contribute towards building a little bit more than I think Becker is. Um, but Becker's just, like, you know, risk mitigation, super solid, dependable, totally fine. Yeah. Uh, Eric hit a spot on. Solid, obviously not Rafinha or Ochita, but positionally strong, and I, I agree about that. Um, <laughs> William says, so nice to see you guys happy again. Hey, we are too. We don't even know what this is like anymore. We forgot. It's nice know? to see me happy again. As well. <laughs> it is. It, really it is. is. It is. Uh, we went to Facebook and, and all the social medias to get some questions from the, and comments from everybody. And if you have any more, obviously shoot us in the game, but uh, in the chat. Uh, David Thielen says, uh, I really like the team effort, but would especially praise Fairman, Hopi, and Harit. Uh, Cola and Becker, uh, the first two for the offensive output. Cola for his attitude and drive, and Becker for helping shore up the defense. I hope he's still bringing in another couple of reinforcements at right back, center forward, and right wing. As I thought, Schoff struggled to add much going forward. I thought he was solid in the game. Um, and then he says, at the other positions, we just need more options and depth. And depth is always something we we struggle for. But but notice how many players are shouted out there. You know, it's it's not just like this one guy had a good. It, it's it's four, five, six guys had. Uh, you know, noticeably better games than what we're used to seeing and had like standout performances. That's awesome. That's the kind of format that you're going to need. You're going to need that collective team performance if we're going to turn this around. Yeah. Dave Lee says whiskey and wins. Great combo. I agree, Dave. I agree. Uh, next comment comes from Dirk. He says, uh, I hope that all of this wasn't just a fluke. Harit was, and after Fairman, the man of the match. Hope he did well, but let's hold back with the praise a little. And, uh, you know, his finishing, you cannot, you can't just, dis- discount his, his finishing it was it was great finishing composed finishing all three goals it wasn't just the, the one goal but harit i think you know was a stand-up performer uh fairman as well but i don't think we could have done any of this with offensively without harit harit was that was the spark plug the x factor which we hadn't said in many in it feels like many years in a long time uh that kind of performance from him really ignites the offense and so we see more of that we'll see more goals i, I i'm positive of that more wins i don't know but more goals for sure yeah, definitely. And and yeah, I mean, Matthew Hoppy's 19. Um, we, we don't want to put too much pressure on him to, you know, carry us forward now and, and continuously put in a performance like this. But at the same time, like, I mean, w- once again, the same thing I kind of said a minute ago, like some of the things that you're seeing, though, that, that are that are benefiting him. They look like they're repeatable. Like it's it's consistently it's it's his off the ball movement, it's his spatial awareness, his vision, his his match IQ. That's stuff that that should be consistent game to game. And if he can keep finding pockets of space like that, um, you know maybe maybe he can be present. Something else I noticed about him that I wanted to mention actually uh, that I hadn't really keyed into as, as much before, but super super good in the air, but like with like transitional long balls. So like yeah, like, you yeah. know, it's so like he, he's kind of running kind of almost back towards. 
uh, where the ball is coming from while there's a, there's a runner like overlapping and he has these flicked on headers. A couple times in midfield he did that. Yeah, there was one he actually did with his chest too and like directed it and and he consistently is winning those and, and is springing people. So that's something to keep an eye on as well. I think that's a useful skill to him as ha- to have as sort of like a target man vibe there. Um, but yeah, I mean he's yeah he was really impressive in this game. Troy says you know we kind of talked about this too you know he's kind of feeling bad for Katuchu now that hope he's you know getting the goals and he'll certainly get more time now. Uh, and Edwin's joining us as well. He says, do you guys think if Katucci was given the same confidence Hopi was, uh, has received by Baum and now Gross, that the free Katucci movement could be salvaged? Uh, I mean, maybe. Well, we, we, we don't know. We talked about this at length in the past about why, why, why Katucci is not playing. Um, obviously, the praise for Hopi has helped him immensely. Also, Harit, they both played very, very well. Um, could it help? Sure. I mean, we know that when he's on the pitch, he does good things. Um, if he gets consistent playing time, I think, yeah, we'll see more goals. We'll see this kind of action. But it, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes, so we can't make that determine of whether it will work or not because, you know, obviously Gross came out and said Hoppy is a professional, is great on the practice pitch. And maybe maybe like to your, what you said, Jack, earlier, maybe Katushu isn't. Maybe that's why he's been kept back. I don't know. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, ex- exactly. I think there's just there's just too many unknowns at this point for us to really judge like why this is happening. And uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's like well, why isn't Katuchu getting you know being given the same opportunities? Uh, it's kind of unfair that it's happening for Hoppy. But as you said, and as I mentioned earlier, like the comments from Christian Gross, so it doesn't sound um, undeserved in that sense. If if that's the effort and, and the impact uh, that he's making and the impression that he's making yeah. on his coaching staff and practice, then it's like you know if, if that's the way somebody wants to evaluate who gets to start, I think that's totally fair. Um, to some extent, and and you know, good on Matthew Hoppy for 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 working harder than everybody else. I mean, sometimes that's the way you stand out and get those opportunities. And now he's made the most of it. And he's not a a, a natural striker, though he looked like it in this game. We talked about this at length last game or last last podcast. How he is making those runs, and that's what a striker needs to do. We had we hadn't seen that in a long time, where the striker is making the runs that you need. Uh, and eventually, now the guys, or at least Harit, was trusting him enough to give him the ball because uh, he had he was making it in the Hertha game and, and other appearances before. So. Uh, good on him to keep doing it. I mean, I was looking at some of his youth stats, and he he scored some goals, but he's always been an attacking midfielder, which is surprising yeah. given his size. Um, but he, we've seen with his link-up play in the last game and this game that I can see what the midfielder thing comes out of, but he looks like a striker to me. Uh, the finishing is just nice. I still think it would be a mistake to loan or sell out Kaducho at this point. I agree. Um, I agree. This is just one performance. Like I think we still need him for depth purposes, and I still think he should get more minutes than he's getting. Um, but, yeah, I'm becoming less and less convinced that there's going to be a turnaround in terms of his trajectory with the club, and that's, and that's sad because, obviously, <laughs> my my affinity for this young man is well established. But, uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we hold on to him, but it, it sounds like there's a chance he's leaving in the, in the January window to go play football somewhere else for at least a couple months. Uh, comment from Glenn Collins. Uh, he says, Mascarell is a good footballer, but again, with him out of such an influential influential position on the field, and we were far more attacking and aggressive. And aggressive midfield means our strikers aren't trying to play two versus six or versus seven, and they go forward. Uh, Timo needs to learn, uh, needs to look left. I agree about that, but so, so many times Stambouli was calling not for the pass. Otherwise, hell yeah, boys, keep it going. Um, yeah, it was just, we were more aggressive. And I don't know if it was just a game plan or because Stambouli was in it over... Mascarell, I don't know, but uh, the way they play, they need to keep doing it. Make us make somebody stop you. Um, I think they can, like you said earlier, they could have some teams this year by playing this way. Um, certainly, yeah. you know, give every team in the, in the bottom half of the table a run for their money. So, um, yeah, was, we need to see more of this, I think, for sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, Derek was saying, again, 
Uh, let's try not to talk too much about the American kid. I mean, how can you not? I mean, California dreaming. Like the beginning of the podcast, beginning of the podcast is like California dreaming. Just this kid, it's, let him, let him enjoy it. Let him enjoy it. We're not calling him Lewandowski. Yeah, I don't want, I don't want to put too much, too much pressure on him, and I don't want to like you know exaggerate how good we think he is at this perform point just because of one performance. But at the same time, like you, you have to give credit for how great of a story that is. I mean, the fact that like he sets a record and becomes the first American to score a hat trick in the Bundesliga. When you consider some of the players that have been there recently, I mean, like, you know, uh, Pulisic, obviously, but uh, Dortmund have the American dream right now in Gio Reyna, and we have the California dream in Matt <laughs> Happy. And uh, it's it's for him to, to be the one that, like, kind of helped end the streak. I mean, obviously, there's everyone contributed to that yeah. win. It's not just yeah. one person. But, like, yeah, for Schalke to, to break that winless streak on the back of a 19-year-old American hat trick, in his third start is, is a pretty ridiculous story. So like, yeah, we're going to talk about it like, for a yeah. bit. So, I mean, he's got, he's got how long to be too annoying. Right? Three goals in three games. <laughs> uh, speaking of Dirk, he's in the chat now. He says, uh, I'm not so sure about Katucho anymore. He didn't get a chance from four coaches. Something is going on that we don't see or yeah. hear about. We agree about that too bad because he's a real shocker. Young, and I agree. He, he does have kind of like Kolasnik. He has that, that, that hunger, that fight that you want in a game. Uh, just, unfortunately he's not getting as much time as he should, or, or as we think he should at least, uh, so yeah, it's certainly a interesting question there, but um, yeah, it's uh, we're done with that game. Um, obviously, Eintracht's on the horizon, and then uh, Cologne as well. Eintracht's an interesting team. Um, they have been very dangerous in the past. They're not even not where they were before, but they they can still have teams. They're 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 a decent squad. Um, certainly, they got a lot of uh, attacking t- a lot of attacking options that we have to be wary of. But I think you know if we kind of like we mentioned earlier if we played the same way we play in this game i think uh it'll do us very well going forward uh especially in this game against eintracht uh it's obviously one game at a time that's all we can do especially given our situation but i think not having that tasmania berlin thing in the back of their mind they can focus a little bit better on the game having that win helps a million times and i think uh, we'll see a better another good performance i think do we win i don't know i hope uh but uh yeah i I just want to be more happy again on this podcast like we are today (laughs) Yeah, Frankfurt's still still top half of the table. Uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, it, the, the result isn't always going to be 4-0. It's not going to be that stark of, of, of a scoreline on the back of a performance like this. But you put that kind of performance in consistently enough, it's going to keep you in more games. And I think over the course of the Rook run to here, there's a chance that it could get us on the right side of things. Yeah, uh, you know, Eintracht did do us a favor of beating the Mainz this past weekend. That's why we're no longer in the bottom of the table. Uh, but uh, they are what a ninth place or something like that. Uh, so yeah. they're on a, they're on a bit, good bit of form. I think three wins in the last five. So uh, it's not a team to to scoff home about. So uh, it's going to be difficult. But I think again, play the same way, give ourselves a chance. Uh, Harit needs to show up again. Uh, I think that if he does, who knows? But uh, I love it. So. Um, Jake says a wise man named Tupac once told me that California knows how to party. Hoppy is taking his cue from him, I guess. <laughs> Jack, that's before your time. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Fair. No, I'm not. I'm, yeah. <laughs> no comment. Um, uh, well any, anything else you want to talk about? I mean, uh, just we, we got to take a step back. It's a one win of the season, yeah. but it's it's a good win. It's been a long time coming, so I think uh, it's yeah. fair that we get to celebrate one. I don't think there's anything else we really need to get into. It's just it's just nice to have this this moment. Um, who knows what who who knows what's in store for us in the coming the coming weeks, the coming months as we close out the season. But um, an important moment and hopefully a moment that we look back on in the future yeah. and say this was maybe a turning point where we 
settled things down, collected our breath, and started to build a you know a platform to to jump forward. Yeah, yeah, I I, I hope so too. And we're uh, that team spirit we haven't seen in a long, long time, and it was this refreshing. Uh, do yourselves a favor, rewatch the game or rewatch it for the third time if you want. Uh, just watch the chemistry of the of the of the team when they score the goals, especially that 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 third goal by Hoppy. Uh, just how the team just went around him and and and, and celebrated with him. So, um, and also Kalaznik being the first one every time to celebrate. So <laughs> check that out. I mean, that's why he's on the team. That's why we need him. And he was. I mean, he helped. He helped a lot too. He's got to get credit for this game too. So, yeah, um, yeah, good stuff all the way around uh i don't know i don't know i don't think like i agree with you nothing more to say after that um if you haven't done so yet make sure you sign up for the shaka us newsletter not only do you get information on the club but uh, get the latest from the royal blues all the local fan clubs across north america and even our podcast um keep tuning in each week as we bring you the latest from the royal blues if there are any topics you would like us to discuss send us a tweet at shock america uh we'd like to give a special shout out to Freaking the whole team. They got a freaking win, huh? Matthew Hoppy. How about that? Matthew Hoppy, California Dreaming Jack. Uh, where can our followers find you on social media? Find me at JM Mangan, J M M A N G A N on uh, Twitter. A uh, couple guest appearances um, happening. From, I mean, I, I think you had one recently too. So we'll make sure to tweet those out when they appear. But uh, it would be nice if you would give those a listen and support those programs as well for. Uh, being willing to discuss Schalke on their on their podcast and spread the Schalke depression elsewhere, but for for a brief moment, it's not Schalke depression. It's it's Schalke sunshine. Let's go. That's right. That's right. Uh, and yeah, and I'm also going to be joining uh, the Farway Fan Podcast to talk about uh, my my chat my Schalke journey as I've been a fan here. So uh, definitely give them a follow as well. And uh, yeah, you can follow me at r underscore k h a r m a n on uh, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere, pretty much. Um, and as always, until the next podcast comes, my friends, stay ready. We'll be with you soon. Shoes.